Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Alternative Facts Podcast, Billboard's podcast for long-form interviews with compelling voices and alternative music. I'm Chris Payne. I'm a staff writer at Billboard, hosts podcasts every week, joined today with my colleague, Andrew Underberger. What's up? Uh, not too much, Chris. How are you doing? Doing good. You excited for the, the MLB All-Star Game tonight? You got your Diamondbacks jersey on. I was supposed to go to a party, an All-Star Game party tonight. Oh, people have All-Star Game parties? <laughs> this wow. one got canceled, so apparently not. <laughs> but I'm Call still, going, I'm I guess. still going over my buddy Matthew's house, so um, I'll right. be revving right the Diamondbacks when I get there. Good man. Who's in it this year from the Diamondbacks? Three guys. We got uh, Paul Goldschmidt in the starting lineup, All right. and pitchers Patrick Corbin and Zach Greinke. All right, well, rooting for the NL. Good luck to you. <laughs> so this week, podcast... Meg Myers. Meg Myers. I know yeah. you're a fan of her too. Had her by the Billboard office a couple weeks back ch- talking about her new album. It's called Take Me to the Disco. And it's out uh, very soon, July 20th. And the single Numb has been doing pretty well at Alt Radio so far. Yeah, no, we're both big fans of that song. Uh, it's got you know kind of like a, like a 90s intensity to it. It's got a major like real kick in the chorus. Uh, and t- take me to the disco, like let's, uh, for, for an album that like that that d- is that doesn't seem like it's going to hew too closely to like you know dance crossover or like going going to pop in that direction. Like it's a, sort of a surprising title. I feel like there's a lot of titles that could have been more accurately called "Take Me to the Disco" that actually do go in that direction. <laughs> disco doesn't have to be rock music. Yeah, All the rockers are going to the disco. It's everyone's going. Everyone's to going the to the disco. disco now. It's true. Yeah. We actually talk a little bit about how the title came up in this interview. All right. Well, I won't, I won't, I won't have you spoil it for your listeners in that case. But I'm excited to hear about that myself. She was a fun talk. She was very frank about how after her last album, which did pretty well, reasonably. Yeah. Atlantic was pretty much like we want a top five single or hopefully a number one single and if not that's it so Meg Myers didn't really jive with that and uh, went free agent and wound up with 300 Entertainment who are putting out this new album and judging by how Numb is doing looks like a, a good start for her yeah a r- risky move but good to see her play in the long game uh, you know, she's, she's, she seems to be building a fan base she, she's got you know, a bunch of fans in the office I know and uh, yeah hopefully uh, hopefully it pays off for her it's tough to get through this label stuff and uh, this this a lot of artists fall victim to this so it's really interesting to hear firsthand from how sure. Meg navigated this how she was a free agent for a while and had some people in her corner collaborators producers friends who she held on to and she gives a pretty good first-hand discussion of how she worked this these past couple years of her life. Well, it's 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 a uh, you know sports summer, so it's a good time to be a free agent, I guess. <laughs> 
So playing us into the episode, this is the song we've been talking about. This is Numb, number 34 on Billboard's Alternative Songs chart right now. Been there seven weeks. Numb, followed by My Chat with Meg Myers. Enjoy. Sometimes I wish I could fly Through a secret trapdoor into another ago mm-hmm. for your debut album okay and Three years. i feel like a lot has changed with you since then a lot <laughs> yeah it's been a long few years and this is the first time i've been on the road in that amount of time too um so this is my first little run and it's been awesome everything's sold out and just like crazy awesome fans rabid <laughs> yeah mercury lounge in new york city yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the sophomore <laughs> album, you've done this once before, you know, or second major label album. You've done this before. Mm-hmm. Settling into yourself, new batch of songs. You're probably, like, yeah. a much different person this time around. So, like, how do you think you've changed the most? Mm, I think I have become more of a baby. <laughs> All right, so we're going backwards. I'm going backwards. I think I've become just more... Um, there's been a lot of spiritual work the last year for me and during this making of this the record coming out my record's next one is coming out July uh, 30th or Mm. 20th is it 20th? 20th. is 30 even in in July Um, it's coming out July 20th uh, Take Me to the Disco it's been a really just um, long it's just been a really like deep journey the last year and me getting more connected to myself and learning more about myself and um it's also just evolved a lot sonically um my sound with my new producer leggy langdon and yeah i'm so excited to share this evolution with everyone yeah, and Numb's been getting some radio play, mm-hmm. some alternative radio it play. It seems to do pretty good, yeah. It's yeah. doing pretty good. <laughs> Always a good sign starting out an album. Yeah. And first yeah. thing with 300 Entertainment. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that was kind of like when me and Leggy wrote that song, we were like, oh, this is the one <laughs> that we want to put out first. So I'm glad that's doing well. Yeah, because it seemed like you've been working on this new stuff for a while because from like the Instagram stories, good Instagram stories, by mm-hmm. the way. But Thank you. A lot, lot of studio <laughs> footage the past couple of years. It seemed mm-hmm. like you were hard at work on something. Yeah. I was waiting for the first uh, first taste of what was to come out. Yeah. So Numb was the first. Was that like a big breakthrough in the studio for you? That was, yeah, that was like one of, the, I mean, I wrote like 40 songs in a less than a year, maybe. And obviously only like 12 of them or something ended up on the record. But or something. I think, is it, I don't know if it's <laughs> 10 or 12, I can't remember. I think it's 10 or 12, I think it's 12. But 
Yeah, but um, so we also have a bunch of stuff that we're going to be putting out after the record comes out, too. Um, I don't remember what the question was. I blanked. <laughs> big breakthrough in the studio. Big breakthroughs. Big With time. Numb or whatever else. Yeah, well, Numb was like, we were writing that, when we wrote that, it was because we were getting a bit of pressure from my label at the time to write a single, okay. a radio single. And there was a lot of one, you know, like confusion of if it should sound like Meg Myers or if it like whatever she's evolved to become, you know, to, or if it should sound like, um, those stuff on the radio, you know? And so it was kind of like, and I'm like, well, of course I'm going to be like, well, it's just sound like me. Right. <laughs> but, um, so we kind of were just out feeling frustrated and went in and wrote that song and about the whole situation and the label and stuff and just, Luckily, yeah, it was cool how it became actually the single. So. Yeah. And when you say, like, sound like me, I mean, your fans already know what that sound is. And yeah. the general public, people who listen to alt radio, they had an idea because Desire got a good amount of play. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a statement out there. People have an idea for you. And then, you know, mm-hmm. this, the first single off the second album is a big move. Say that again. This, this, the first single off the second album is like a really important move. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, the vi- there's a video for it too. And, mm, you know, we had written that about the label, but it like the meaning of a lot of the songs on the album, including that one, took on, it like expanded and took on even more meanings. So if you see the video, it's still makes sense with what, you know what it's about but it expands into a broader just things that are going on in the world and stuff for women and yeah you said like a little bit of pressure maybe like a nudge to mm-hmm. sound like what's on the radio right now like what would yeah. you how does that even manifest to you like what do you think that sound is I don't know I mean I don't really know I don't really listen to the radio honestly um but I think for them, it is whatever females sound like on the radio, um, which is, I think, less guitars. There's probably not as much rock sure. guitars, right? Yeah. Um, it's a, My sound is very 90s influenced. Um, and you'll when you hear this album, it is very 90s influenced, but there's a lot of... Um, not not 90s too um but i don't know i mean i just think that that sound for them was just less guitars and they were like and more like program drums feeling Mm -hmm. and so you know i mean at one point they took it in and were like trying to make it sound just uh, took it from us sort of and we're trying to figure out how to make it sound like that and i could hear how maybe Actually, no, I, th- I thought it was not horrible. So we just went back to the original. I was going to lie just then. <laughs> like, no, I, I, know, I know exactly. <laughs> I thought it sounded kind of cool for what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I totally feel you on this. Like in writing about mm-hmm. rock music for Billboard, I've done a ton of research and writing on the first thing you said with like guitars sort of being squeezed out of alternative radio. Mm-hmm. And also just secondly, just how it's maddening how few women are played. When yeah. if you look at like critical lists and what like, people who are really into rock music and alternative music are into. Yeah. Look at like a top 10 list for like Pitchfork or the New York Times or Billboard. Mm -hmm. The rock stuff is so heavily female focused. But if you look at like the top 40 any week on our alternative charts, 
normally it's like four or five or six female artists and that's it out yeah. of 40. Yeah. It's pretty well held. But you've been on there. Yeah. You're, I mean, like you're yeah. doing it. I am. Yeah. I think it was like in their minds for me. Um, I think for them it was because I got dropped with by them like after that like ap- that didn't, and then I'm now I'm on 300 by Atlantic. I was, yeah by Atlantic I was on Atlantic and like I've been on 300 for a few months now but I think for them it was just like is this gonna be a number one and if it's not then they don't and it's like you know that's like they can't really like that's what Atlantic thought I think so I was like is this gonna be top five really is that you know that's how it goes it's like is that gonna be top five and it's like well we don't really it's like eh, it might not so we're just gonna have to you know because this is kind of this doesn't sound like anything right now and if it doesn't sound like anything might not end up in top five is the way that they saw it you know and it's kind of like well you also have to take a chance because if you don't think you know that's how things take off but um god so it was like yeah second album either get really commercial or eh that's what it sounded like. Yeah, like. exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, and I also like, even though I'm saying all this, like, I got to make my album. They may got, let me make this album, like, and spend all this time with writing, and um, so I'm so grateful. And I love, like, I love everybody over there actually. And um, it was just wrong. We were in different paths, so it was a nice. When I found out, I think we were all kind of relieved. You know, it's just like. It's like when I mean, you're in the wrong relationship or something, or it's just, you just start growing apart. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure this period was rough for you, like, in between labels. Like, what was it that you held on to in your life when you were in this transitional phase? Maybe it was, like, producers, other musicians, just friends? Yeah, it was pretty rough. I think I started doing therapy, and that was, like, the main thing. Therapy's good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot, um, and that has, in helped a lot in my career but just everything personal you know like it's been really grounding for me and my therapist is very spiritual so it's been like you know just yeah it's just been really grounding it's helped me help see uh, perceive everything differently mm-hmm. than maybe I would have in the past in a more negative way and it's helped me to like see it was able to help me see that like split with Atlantic and like going through all of that with the songs and everything and then just a different with different eyes yeah I mean that'll change your whole life like starting therapy aside from just like your music life that like Mm -hmm. I can speak from experience that changes your whole outlook on life and like how you see yourself yeah yeah sometimes we need somebody we need to ask for help sometimes totally (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. meditation apps are good too have you ever tried like Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, I have a I have this one Insight just because it was free and there's like a bunch of different ones that I can always find on it and there's also just meditation music and um, I've been really bad about it on this tour. I haven't I maybe did it once and I can see that because I'm like I'm starting to get you know I can see how much Word. it helps. But like I think for me when I'm home a lot of times when I go hike when I go into nature that is my that's when I go into that place, the meditation place. So I'm a little better at that. But when you're on the road, you can't do that. So I got to get better at get back to the apps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tennessee, the the wildlife in Tennessee, therapeutic sounds like, right? That's where you're, wait, you're from oh, Tennessee, yeah. right? Okay. Well, so big change. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fill me in on this. So, okay. Well, I moved to, well, I lived in L.A., I think I was in LA last time I saw you, right? I think so. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I was in LA. 
um i lived there for nine years i'm like where am i right now yeah i lived there for nine years moved back to tennessee for three years and then i just moved back to la because i fell in love with somebody so i'm back baby <laughs> there so there's there's good hills good climbing good scenery in la in la yeah i live in pasadena south pasadena and it's just so beautiful and it's just outside of the city that i don't go crazy and it's like i can drive 20 minutes and it's like beautiful hiking yeah yeah location is really important with just music whole life everything it is yeah good yeah. weather year rounds that'll do that Mm-hmm. yeah well you were, yeah yeah what you were saying earlier about like meditation apps is interesting because just last week I did an interview with a band and I asked them just like what they were listening to and they're a top 40 band so I was expecting to just hear like top 40 artists yeah and all of their answers were like looped jazz to coincide with your like mental thought cycles yeah and I was I was just like that's what all these guys listen to and they were like yeah that's amazing because the, the life for touring musicians is like day in and day out so much stress you're yeah. around like lots of alcohol you maybe don't get a lot of sleep yeah just listening to like chill out therapeutic meditative music is really really helpful for yeah. touring musicians it really is look i have let me just pull out my phone i have um yeah tell the people what's good well to, the, like, get their heads clear the last thing that i listened to well, was anxiety relief music that my friend sent me. Um, and then Peaceful Meditation playlist by Spotify. Okay. Peaceful Meditation. That one is awesome. It's so good. Um, and then I just have like a lot of random like classical and world music. Okay. Um, like, let's see. Well, I just have like playlists and stuff. But And then every now and then I'll dip into... Um, I'll like dip into a rock song every now and then. I'll be like, no, eh, put some nine inch nails on, oh, with a cure on or something. Um, I'm just looking at it right now, but yeah. And me and um, my boyfriend made each other over the last year just like a ton of playlists for each other. So it's like a mix of classical and and yeah, more ambient stuff. And then it's like stuff from growing up. Like, sure you know some slipknot and stuff like that nice <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no like listening to your music i i can tell how like and i think we talked about nine inch nails last time we did this but listening yeah. to your music i can tell how like some of that like heavier rock some of those like new metal tinges are like still in a song like numb yeah and like i totally understand why someone would want to like give that up in your music mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's literally coming from <laughs> my inner child yeah Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What was your favorite stuff when you were a kid? Well, let's see. A kid or a teenager? Let's go with te- teenager. is probably more interesting. Teenager? Okay. I mean, I think teenager was Nirvana, Alice in Chains, um, always been into Enya. Um. Oh God, I got really into Silverchair. That was like huge for me. And then always the police. Sting was like super into like four solo albums. Um, the brand new day was was that one of them? That the one with Desert Rose. You know what? That was when I started falling out a little bit from Sting. Like, but I can't even remember. It was like Dream of the Blue Turtles. Um, okay. I even got into Mercury Falling. I think that was before Brand New Day. Um, there's like 10 Summoner's Tales. Um, I'm blanking on one. That's like actually my favorite one. But yeah, my family got me really. And I was like influenced by their taste a lot. But my brother, yeah, Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails. I was also really into things like Jewel, Tracy Chapman. Um, a little bit more folky stuff. Um, but you know, cause I was a Jehovah's witness till I was 13. So I was pretty like, like PG 13. And so as soon as I was able to listen to stuff with cursing or whatever, I was just like, Oh my God. You know? So then I, yeah. I did get into like nine inch nails and corn and Deftones, um, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I asked for the yeah. teen era. I guess if I asked for the kid era and you gave me what you were listening to when you were a kid, yeah. it would have been a little bit different. Oh, yeah. If I was a kid, I would be like Heart and Led Zeppelin, Robert, yeah, Robert Plant's solo stuff. Um, yeah. Well, that's a classic rock, you know. Whatever it was, and whatever it was. Oh, Foreigner. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you play bass guitar live now. Were, mm-hmm. were you playing bass back then? I started playing bass when I was 13, 12 or 13. My brother wanted to start a band. He played guitar and sang, and he was always like riffing on Nirvana and Alice in Chains. And so he was like, you're going to be my bass player. So All right. And he, so he's taught me some, he taught me Teen Spirit. I think that was the first. And then like... We got really into Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then we just started writing songs together. And so now, today, I play bass on stage. I play, like, half the set on bass, and then the other half I sing. Word. And, like, yeah. you just played a few shows. How do you think the live shows have been going, like, testing out the new songs? It's so good. Like, I feel... Um, I just... Not that I wasn't connected before because I really was and I expressed a lot of pain on that first album but there's something that I'm in a much deeper way connected to this second album than before and so I think that that's just like makes all of a difference too um like I think fans can feel that and I I think it's a little more fun the on the um, the live show now mm-hmm. than it used to be for me. Like, I think it's just more fun. Yeah. 
and I think I feel more confident and stuff, but it's been freaking killer. Yeah. Word. Cause I haven't been able to catch one of the new live shows yet, but I remember seeing you from last album cycle. Like it was an intense show. Like yeah. you would break into screaming for, yeah. for some of the songs at the very ends. Like mm-hmm. it was a heavy vibe. Yeah, it was. And I think like, I still, I still, there's some pretty screamy parts in some of my songs still on the second album. Um, but I think there's a lot softer, I don't know if softer is the right word. It's, it is, it's, there's like softer songs in this album too. It's very half and half, um, super dynamic. Um, but I don't have a song like that one that that I definitely don't have like the scream full on scream one. That was like hard to do night after night after night too. It's like, that can be like, but, but I still have the intense vibes for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, last last night was like probably similar to the old days. I really brought it in that way, <laughs> the scream way. <laughs> yeah, I figure though, if you name an album "Take Me to the Disco," there's gonna be some some different vibes, some like happier vibes on a new record with that name. I guess so. Yeah, but also that like the reason why I chose that title. That's the first song that we wrote for the album. It kind of feels. Like when I wrote that song, I was f- feeling like I wanted, I was writing about disconnection, wanting to disconnect, wanting to check out, wanting to escape, just like take me out of here type of, always had this obsession with death, I thought. And that was sort of what it felt to me. And then as we went on, we wrote the album, we came back to that song and we finished it. And I had been through so much in that time like i i mean i'm not gonna go into details like it's just so much on that spirit on the spiritual journey that i've been talking about and so i came back to it and finished it and i realized that what i was trying to write about and the obsession with death and everything was like it's it was just a it was just like wanting to connect as like really connect to myself connect to other people like true connection and not wanting to escape it's mm-hmm. like actually wanting to like you know not find yourself, but just really connect to your true self. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like half super dark and like walking through the darkness to, you know, see light, uh, see light to get to the light. That's kind of like sums up a large part of what the album feels to me is like it's about, but, um, so it's really like, yeah, it's really dark, really light, I guess. So on this journey that you're talking about, it doesn't even really ha- have to pertain to just like the album music straight up. Like your life's very intertwined in this, but mm-hmm. what are you like, looking forward to coming up? Like, what do you want to do? What do I want to do musically? You're saying just in general. Yeah, well, we, yeah. Could, we could keep it like symbol for like this yeah. year, like for this album, like what's in your head? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would really love to get my music in uh i mean i've had plenty of placements in the past in television um but i would really like to somehow connect my music with more visuals mm-hmm. like that's a huge thing for me i love i love film and i just love um like when i'm writing i kind of like i'm always i mean just walking every day it's like i kind of see everything in that way and so it'd be cool to get that you know get that going um yeah because you did a bunch of music videos for i think it was like your first album or ep yeah 
There was like almost one for every song. There's a lot, yeah. And I've always had that sort of been into that sort of like epic, like um, just what is it like cinema type feel? Is that the right word? Cinematic. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> Some more music videos to come. Definitely more music videos. I think. Yeah, I'm shooting one when I get back um, in like a couple weeks. Which song? For the song, um, it's called Jealousy cool. on the album. Yeah. So something I've experienced a lot in my life. So uh, it'll be an intense one. Yeah. And I'm sure going forward, more touring, like seeing different cities, visiting pl- places, seeing people you haven't been to in a while. Yeah. I have a tour coming up um, in September, and that's a U.S. and Canada tour. And that's, I'm going to be on the road for about a month doing that. Um, I mean, I would really love to get out to Europe and get out to some other places next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if we're talking about only this year, but yeah, I mean, I just want to, I want to just keep expanding. And in the meantime, keep doing the therapy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you're gonna need it on the road. It's a lifestyle yeah. thing. Like, you're not gonna. Li- I mean, it's and once you start doing it, you realize like there's not a moment where you're just like fixed and it's like, oh, I don't need ver- therapy anymore. I mean, no, when, right. when you're good, it's like you're like, all right, I want to keep doing this thing that makes me happy and right. makes me keep feeling good. Yeah, it's a process, and it's like you're never. I've had this conversation a lot lately with people. It's like, I think that I thought a few times like I'm gonna get to like I'm gonna figure it out. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, that's not it's just that nobody, and I'm seeing all these people and I'm making new friends and like, um, you know, a lot of them are married and have been together a long time and I'm seeing all these relationships that just like, oh, everyone has hard times. Like, Seriously. it's just not, it's everybody. It's just all of us. It's fuck. am I allowed to curse? Yeah. It's fucking crazy how like. I was always like, oh, I'm so messed up and all this, you know, and it's like, oh, no, it's just a process. We're always just like, you know, I just going through it. There's no end game. Yeah. And I think recently for all sorts of reasons, lots of people are just opening up on social media, Twitter, mostly just like telling yeah. their story, what they've been through. And there's just this sense like I, it's been really like helpful to me where yeah. people, it just seems like, oh, yeah, like everyone is going through this yeah. sort of stuff and people who you wouldn't like just like two weekends ago I remember just like a musician who I like a lot who actually just saw last weekend who I never would have ever expected like went through anxiety and depression just seemed like the most cool mm. confident person yeah wrote this harrowing thing on Instagram about what he'd been through and I was mm. like oh shit and then I saw him last weekend on stage just being all confident yeah playing an awesome show and I was like yeah Damn, all right that's the same guy yeah those are usually the ones I feel like that are really having those going to those dark places like the ones that are just like you know yeah really bringing it it's like there's a that seemed just like la di da you know I'm out there killing it and then going home and like I want to kill myself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well it sounds like you're in an awesome place heading out for a new adventure I'm excited yeah yeah so anything else you want to throw out there exciting things coming up new album new Let's friends see. new music I have new friends I love my new friends so much. They're in Pasadena. We're all in Pasadena in Los Angeles. Oh, shout out to Maddie Ross, our mutual friend. Maddie Ross. awesome music. She's, oh my gosh, she's incredible. She's always been incredible. She's just like killing it right now. So go check out Maddie Ross. 
Yeah, new song Loners is one of the good ones. Yeah. You're still my sugar from last year. So good. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's also an awesome person. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I have to share? Um, I am. I think I've shared it all. Uh, new album, Take Me to the Disco, coming out July 20th. Um, tour. I'm touring in, in September. And I'll be on the road for about a month. So check out dates. You can go on my website at, is it Meg Myers or Meg Myers Official? megmyers.com uh for any news so thanks for having me it's all there yo yeah. thanks so much for coming by i'm i'm ending it so thanks for having me <laughs> <laughs> yeah podcast number two with meg thanks so much yeah sweet thank you So that was Jealous C, another Meg Myers track from the new album, Meet Me at Disco. Playing off our show, that album is out July 20th. Go check it out. Buy it. Stream it. Go see Meg live. She's awesome. As far as this show goes, we'll be back in another few days, another interview. I've got a couple in the can. Not sure which one it's going to be, but I will say I have interviewed Alice Merton recently. That could be next week's episode. Could be one after that. Not sure yet, but Alice is awesome. If you listen to a lot of alternative radio, you've definitely heard her music, No Roots, other songs. She's great. So to get this and all other shows, episodes in the series, search for hashtag alternative facts, all one word. That's the name of the show. Search for that on iTunes or your podcast app. And find me on Twitter. At C-Paint on a Plane is the handle. I'm always dropping little hints about the show, what's coming up next, and just stuff with my life, my job at Billboard in general. And uh, that's pretty much it. Towards the end of the uh, interview with Meg there, we shouted out an artist, a friend of ours named Maddie Ross. She's awesome. She's an independent artist out in L.A. who makes pop rock music. And I actually found out about her stuff through Meg on Twitter. So going to play us off this episode with a little track from Maddie Ross. This one is called You're Still My Sugar. Check it out, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.